Good morning, everybody. This is Jonetta, and they did not get the memo. Now, you remember Ruby Bridges, the little girl who had to be escorted to school by uh, marshals uh, because the uh, everybody at that school was yelling uh, racial insults and threatening her, and the teacher would not teach her because she was a little black girl. Well, this woman in, let's see, South San Francisco, they said they have every year a celebration for Ruby Bridges' walk to school day. Um, she is a, the lady that uh, Deborah Carlino, a North, uh, Martin Elementary fifth grade <coughs> teacher. Now, that's nice what she's doing. But here's the thing. In her interview with the news reporter, she talked about how kids can make change. Yes, they can. But she compared what Ruby went through, what black people went through, with uh, something more mundane as uh, food and and stuff that didn't have a life or death uh, threat to it because of the color of your skin. You you know, I, I'm getting sick and tired of people trying to uh, lower the... Uh, I'm trying to find the right words. The importance and how brutal we were treated I mean, they're downplaying it, downplaying it, downplaying it, and they're jumping on the, I'm black and um, treat me by the merit of my character and not my color of my skin. Everybody's jumping on the black protest bandwagon. This is our walk. You know, they, they smile and they laugh and they talk, you know, oh, we're gonna help you, we're gonna help you. And they do help us, thank you. But it is, it's more serious. It's more serious than that. Uh, you know, it, it's so, it's so sad to see people who don't even spend five minutes with a person of color have an opinion about a person of color. I mean, they don't know how we live, how we eat, how we sleep, how we teach our families. They don't know. They only know what they see on television. They don't know how we really are as a people. Um, the stereotypes precedes us, and none of it's true. I, an example. I just met this guy. He's uh, uh, Chicano, let's say. Let's say he's Chicano. And we were having a discussion and about uh, race. And I was talking about how the struggle for black men to get a job, they'll hire a black woman before they'll hire a black man that takes away his power as head of his household. They will hire a female, black female, before they hire 
a male. He shouted, my friend, oh, I think it's my friend. They're all lazy. Really? All black men are lazy. You see, this is a man who claims he loves black women. That's the thing. That's the sick thing about this. You know? The men, we need our men. We need our men to lead and be a part of our culture. Like all the other cultures. We need our men to be able to earn a living, get an education, take care of his family, pay his bills, and not be uh, subject to the turnstile key uh, in prison. You know, that that's not... That's where it, the behavior of people who are running things have led black men to, so that the opinion of a black man is very low. <sighs> you know, I, I, I'm just the fourth generation from slavery in my family. And just like I get tired of telling people to stand back, I don't have an immune system, I'm in chemotherapy. I get tired of trying to explain to people who will never, ever, 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 ever understand the walk of a black person. I get tired of trying to explain what's really going on here. Uh, here's the thing we were brought to this country as property and as free labor Uh, we have survived (laughs) Uh, uh, amazingly we have survived because just like the Jews there are other groups that have tried to wipe black people off the face of the earth. Now, God created all of us. He created us all. We're the ones that separated ourselves. We've separated ourselves in every category you can think of, from religion all the way to economics to education, but to... to, to Take our fight. All, take our, not our fight, but our struggle to be accepted in a country that we were stolen and brought to. To take our struggle and, and let everybody else use it for whatever their reasons are. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't want this to come off wrong. All I'm saying is that (laughs) the way that uh, the lady who's nice enough to have a day for the young girl that was escorted to school by marshals, um, that's nice, that's nice. But don't downplay our struggle because it's still going on. And you know how I know that? 
because a young man got on television last week, couldn't been no older than 17, who see things the same as they were 300 years ago, only without the, uh, well, they're still killing us, uh, without the free labor, and they're still doing that by the prison systems. Um, a young man saw that. He says, how can we say we've accomplished anything when we still have the same complaints three centuries later? You know I had to get on here and say something. You know that. Because I'm, I'm just unbelievable how people try to downplay our struggle, which is still going on. They try to join in and say, oh, well, everybody's got a cause. I don't, I don't doubt people or deny people their ability to fight for their cause. But don't jump on our bandwagon because we're not getting anywhere. Apparently, if they're still killing us, if you can still come home and see a man hanging from a tree, if you can still, you know, excuse me, I I came in and listened to one of the uh, talk shows on the radio, and this uh, host was interviewing one of the gentlemen that was where Rittenhouse was. And he had talked about how they had kidnapped black people, uh, beaten them, tortured them, women and men, during this time when Rittenhouse was out there shooting people. Um, uh, I'm so glad that there was not a black face to be seen when they rushed the White House, uh, when our previous president was in office. Um, I'm so glad that we weren't there. I often wonder, had those all been black people, would they have mowed them down with uh, assault rifles? I don't know. I don't know. But you know, you can't help it but think that as a black person. I wonder. Had that been all black people, I think that would have been a bloody day. But thank God none of us was in on that debauchery. Uh, That wasn't even about us. Um, You know, I could go deeper, but I don't want to go deeper. I just wanted to say uh, that... The holiday for uh, the desegregation of the schools uh, is, is a good thing. But then the teacher went on to say it's, uh, it's about the same as uh, if, I forget what uh, words she used but it was nowhere near as serious 
as a little girl having to be escorted by U.S. Marshals into school because adults uh, that were not uh, uh, brown skinned, adults were <clears throat> adults were threatening a six-year-old girl. <laughs> you know, that's something to, to, I just realized something. I just realized that, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, that that six-year-old girl, because of the color of her skin, was a threat to those that were not brown skin. Uh... I'm going to digress. I just wanted to say it's very nice that they decided to have this uh, as a holiday all over the country. I thank that lady for uh, establishing the holiday for the little girl that was escorted into the school by U.S. Marshals. Um, But... To really understand how we feel about a lot of things, you have to walk in our shoes. And I, you know, I, I can't end this by by saying just that, because I was going to talk about something else this morning, but and I was so uh, happy that someone who wasn't brown had initiated this holiday. It was a good thing. Until she compared it to something uh, that I I can't describe it. It wasn't as serious as her having to be escorted by marshals. I'm going to digress. Okay, I think you got my basic point. Uh, The same struggle we had 300 years ago, we still have it today. You know that, by the way, that we're being slaughtered. Uh, This, I think it was like five years ago, this little kid, I mean, this, this gentleman came home to see his son hanging from a tree in the year 2000. Uh, traditionally they call that strange fruit Uh, to know that we are still targeted we're still being murdered um, because of the color of our skin not because you know us not because we've done anything but because of the color of our skin you know, this can't look too good in God's eyesight. <clears throat> Excuse me. Because He created us all and it was good. And the separation that we're experiencing. We did that. We are separating ourselves. 
uh, in every category, <coughs> in every category that we can think of. But remember, people, that when God created us and created everything, it was good. So how does one group decide that another group should not be here? How does one group decide that it's their job to eliminate that race? That can't look good to God. And you know what's another amazing thing? (laughs) These people go to church and call themselves Christians. Did they read that God created everything and it was good? How can anything that God create be bad? Okay, I'm going to stop. <laughs> I, I wanted to talk about Rittenhouse. <laughs> and uh, like I said, my questions about him is, how did he end up in the street with an assault rifle as a teenager. Did he see the protesters run home and go and get his um, uh, go and get his uh, assault rifle and say he was going was somebody breaking into his house? Did someone I mean I'm just trying to figure out how that happened. Um, What motivated him? And at what point did he acquire the assault rifle? Did he have it all day? At his age, wasn't he supposed to be in school? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just asking. What? When? And why? That's all I want to know. What, when, and why? Um, <laughs> you know, you know, I, I, I'm laughing right now. I'm thinking about God, and I'm thinking about all these people with their ugly behavior at the pearly gates when they um, part this earth. And what story they're going to have to tell God? Of course, he sees everything. He knows everything. So, uh, you know, I'm just wondering, do they really believe in God? And if they really do, how can you fix your mind to uh, hate somebody else? (laughs) This one comedian said, uh, racism is going to be resolved by the interracial relationships and he says it's hard to hate somebody when you don't know what they are (laughs) okay listen you guys I just have to say these things because sometimes people don't be thinking I don't think they really be thinking I don't think people are as bad as they act you know giving them chance to think of their act think about their actions I don't think they're you know bad as they act um, but 
there have been reports of black people being kidnapped and tortured and beaten, men and women. Um, Our lives are in danger. Our lives have been in danger ever since we were stolen from the continent and brought here. Now, I'm not complaining. My generation is not complaining about our living conditions here. Uh, Well, no, I take that back. Some of us are. But compared to what's going on in Africa, that might have been... I know you have to understand what I'm saying, but for us to uh, have been brought here, our lifestyle in this generation is better than the lifestyle of people in the continent of Africa. And I'm going to get off of that today because there are a lot of variables that you need to know to put this story together. And if you don't know your black history, then um, it'll be hard for you to understand uh, what I'm saying or what place I'm coming from, a place of compassion for my race. I have compassion for all people of all races. I just want to know why are we always singled out as the bad guy. You don't know us. Uh, You haven't tried to get to know us. You make assumptions about us. (laughs) My boss's son asked me when I first met him, hey, tell me about your days in the project. Well, I never lived in a project. My grandparents raised me. They owned their own home. My grandmother's grandparents owned their own home. Actually, they had a farm. They had lots of land. They had a Model T Ford. They did not have any suffering going on. I asked my grandmother, why you don't talk about the, uh, the depression? I said, darn it, because I almost forgot the word, the depression. She said, baby, we lived on a farm. We fed white people. That's how compassionate my family is. It doesn't matter what color you are. It matters on the merit of your character. That's all that's important, the merit of your character. And I hope I'm saying it right. Anyway. I digress. I gotta go to work. <laughs> yes, I got a lot to say. It's just I have to say it right so I don't end up murdered myself. Um, listen, you guys, I love you. No matter who you are, no matter what color you are, if you're suffering, I feel you're suffering. It just hurts me to see any human being suffering. I love you, and there's nothing you can do about that. Uh, Wear your mask. Wash your hands often. Practice social distancing. And if you're leery about getting your COVID shot, consult your doctor. 
I don't test your immune system. You know, if you leery about it, don't don't let this COVID continue to uh, kill people. Use the tools that they gave you to stay alive and keep your loved ones and family and friends alive. Okay? This goes out to all those people who are protesting about COVID. Uh, They don't want nobody to force them to take the shot. Uh, I get that. I get that. But you don't want nobody to force you to live, do you? <laughs> Is that what you protest? People forcing you to live? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing. It's not a laughing uh, matter, but <laughs> when I hear it out loud, it sounds pretty funny to me. Uh, oh no, I don't want to live. I don't want to live. Don't give me the shot. <laughs> Okay, all right. I can't. I gotta get off this this uh, episode so you guys don't hate me. <laughs> but listen, have a good day. If your day start off good, let it stay good. You know, there are people out there that uh, that's their job to make everybody else feel bad. That's what they do. Okay, don't be mad at them. Just recognize them and give them a wide circle. That's how you deal with that. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Have a good day. Bye.